Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. All right, we here. What's up? We just we just came back from the beach. Yeah. Sunshine on our backs. A lot of sun on my back. <sighs> we both have red backs. Yeah, you got a sunburn yesterday. I got one today. <laughs> it's not good, man. You can't be 40 and getting sunburned. No, no, it's, it's not a good. bad look. And but also, I put on so much sunscreen. I give Jeff so much shit about sunscreen. He's like, oh, you got burned and you always tell me about sunscreen. I'm like, I missed a spot, okay? <laughs> Right. A large spot. Yeah. I put a good amount on my, like, uh, like the parts I could reach, but yeah. my back I couldn't reach. Yes, and I was that's wearing, why. like, a, you know, open back, back. one piece. And it's it was just. Thing. I know. Can't reach it. So, anyway, here we, we are, are uh, yep, we are here in the LA studio and we are batch recording. So, we asked you guys, uh, we put up on our stories. And it's funny because I got a lot of results. I got a lot of answers and you got a lot on your personal, but we have not gotten a ton on the best life, which is ironic because I feel like we, we get a lot of story views on the best life. Yeah, we actually do. What? These people are just following us for our memes. Look, I see how it is. Yeah, we're going to take the memes down. If y'all don't start, you know, participating, <laughs> we're going to punish you by taking away memes. Yeah, wait, you think you can just passively look at memes <laughs> and not actually contribute? Yeah, you got to contribute, people. Yeah. So anyway, we both asked on our own personal stories of about questions and ideas and things that you guys want us to sort of riff on. We got some really good answers. Uh, we got some not so good answers, but also <laughs> there's so today, never a bad question. Is there? Do you subscribe to you that? No, no. I remember so my, I seventh actually do. Grade, my seventh grade teacher said that and I'm like, yeah, there's sometimes it's a bad question. So I actually don't. Think you don't that think there are a bad any question? silly questions? No. Mm, tell me Shantae why. does. She's always like, no, it's fucking silly. She's like, she's yeah. always like, ask better questions. Yeah. I think there's some bad questions. I think it's just a matter of listening. Some people just ask questions and I'm like, okay, if you'd actually pay attention, you wouldn't be asking that because that's, that's a dumb question because it's already been answered. See, I agree with that. Okay. I am like, yes. Like, I'll give you guys an example. So a couple weeks ago, I, I'm very patient with like people asking me like, you know, where are my leggings from? Like on my story, like, mm. oh, where do, where's the shirt from? I love that dress or whatever. And I don't expect them to know, sure. right? So I'm like, cool. So I always respond for stuff like that. But I did get the NAD. Uh, I got this NAD treatment, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, which is like an IV. And it's not like a super easy, and I actually was explaining it in the story. Like I was actually explaining what it was. Yeah. I was explaining the story. And I got like a handful of people just responding to my story going, what is NAD? <laughs> and right. I was like, watch all you need to do is google it watch right me. like i don't really know all that much about it to be honest mm -hmm. like I, and also i'm not like a biochemistry person so i was kind of like well and i i did explain it several times <laughs> in my stories so it, not that those questions are necessarily silly but i think i have to agree with you where i'm like if this is easily googleable mm. and i also know how i am or i wouldn't you know like if you want to know where address is from or something like i get that right because yeah. it doesn't say it i didn't tag it whatever yeah. If I tagged it and then you, then you asked me, I'd be like, well, yo, it's right there on this. But I was actually explaining this. So I feel like if it's easily Googleable or if it's been explained to your point, then yes, like maybe it is a silly question. But I, I mean, I think when I say there's no silly questions, I'm usually referring to when I'm coaching someone in business mm. or something like that and they have a question because I'm just like, they don't 
No. I don't assume they know anything, right? That's the whole reason they're there is to learn from scratch. Yep. Because business is a skill uh, from zero and up. So yeah, but Shantae is like, think harder about stuff and have a... <laughs> a better question. Come back when you have a more intelligent question. <laughs> I get it. I see both sides. Yeah. I definitely think when it's already been explained multiple times when people like they're just being lazy, you're like I just just go back two slides. Just slow down like you'd have the answer. So, that's where I feel like I feel like maybe there's lazy questions. Not bad questions, but lazy questions. Yeah, not silly questions, yeah. but lazy questions. Yeah. Yep. And it's I always filter everything through like what would I do? Mm. And I probably wouldn't even Ask, ask about a dress mm-hmm. even, right? Because mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh, I love that dress, but like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, okay, so we do get some questions. And this one was a good one. This is from Holly. Shout out Holly, who is a client of ours in Legacy. And she said, how do you stay fit and still have fun, like drink, etc., on the weekends? First off, you just change your definition of fit. <laughs> Because how fit do you want? Like competition fit, drinking, those don't go hand in hand. No, you can't be drinking when you're competing. But you can be fit-ish and drink. I mean, obviously, this is what we do. This is our lifestyle. (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting is she actually said, how do you still have fun? Yeah. Which insinuates that you have to... you you know, like that you can't have fun without drinking. I mean, I don't think that's what she means. Yeah. But I I would agree. Like, you know, there are some times where like maybe I'm not drinking and I'm kind of like, ah, I'd like to have a drink, you know, just be like more relaxing maybe. Not necessarily more fun, but just maybe more relaxing or maybe I would lose my inhibition a little bit, be a little more confident. I don't know. I guess the answer is drugs at that point. Right. Just do drugs. Actually, okay, so truth be, this well, is truthful. Should we, is, should we like, like actually weed, talk about the fitness industry and how like. Oh, so much drugs. So actually. many drugs. Um, so I left the Olympia maybe, God, I don't know, 2011 and went out to the pool and there's all these bodybuilders and stuff and they're like, you want G? And I was like, oh, what is that? And I didn't know, I didn't know that I'm so, I was so naive in the industry. I didn't know people were doing steroids. I didn't know people were doing things to stay lean. I was just like actually dieting and eating strict and thinking that's how they did it um but they were like you want g and i'm like what's g and this guy basically said it was the date rape drug and i was like you guys do this to get high and it's that's a thing and i read about it i had to look it up when i got home and this was yeah this must have been 2011 so internet was still very different you couldn't look things up the way you google things now but uh date rape drug it's I roofie. forgot what it stands it's a for. G Rohypnol something. Yeah. I don't know, but they do that. Lots of cocaine, lots of drugs, because they are calorie free. So <laughs> I remember when I moved to LA, weed at the time was like you had to get your medical license. So I went to get this, and I didn't really know how I'd respond. I had a couple like gummies. And to be honest, and I'll just tell you the truth, I don't like, I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like smoking. I don't really like a lot of edibles unless I'm going right to bed. But I do remember wishing, I was like, man, I wish I loved weed because there's no calories. So if you want to have fun, you have to either change your definition of fun. You've got to have fun without substances or you do, you do drugs. I don't know. Well, you know, I think that's, um, I see a lot of fitness people also being like, you know, fit, uh, food is just fuel, yeah. right? Like just, you know, just like, what's the big deal? Like, it doesn't need to be fun, whatever. And I'm like, but it is fun, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially if you consider yourself like a foodie or you love like trying different things or trying to different like cultural foods, like 
It is fun. It's part of our culture. So I think it's really a, a huge misconception and very just um, belittling to say like just food is fuel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe dudes can do that. But women, we like like the whole experience. You know, if you think about social like growing up, I remember just in my family, we grew up in a large Irish Catholic family and it was really fun. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of talking. It was a lot of laughing. It was a lot of storytelling. It was a lot of beers. Yeah. And so I grew up like culturally that was, I'm not saying it's better or worse, but that's how you relax. It was like, oh, you have a beer in your hand and now we're telling stories. We're having a good conversation. We're, you know, we're laughing at stuff. And so when you identify fun being with drinks, Mm -hmm. then as an adult, that makes a lot of sense. So I I know there's a a big movement now, especially in like millennial age to not drink. And I think that's great. And I'm, I'm definitely someone who's like, yeah, I could probably drink less, but I think it is possible to still be a fit person and also enjoy an adult beverage. Yeah. I mean, not like alcoholism, obviously, because then, then we get into like a whole separate other scenario where yeah. like maybe you're not eating appropriately well, because you're drinking so much. One of the things I think that could help when, you know, how, how to stay fit while drinking is sometimes you have to get fit first. So I think you're already in shape. I'm not in the best shape, but I'm already in okay shape. So I feel like I can get away with more because I'm already there. If I had a big weight goal, like I needed to lose 30, 40, 50 plus pounds, and I was on that journey, I think I would have to cut it out for a while. I don't know if, and I remember working with clients uh, who lost 100 pounds. I had a couple clients who did 100 pounds. Most of my clients were always like in the 30 pound range, but cutting it out for an amount of time, I think is going to help you get there faster. I don't know if you can consistently be drinking and have a large weight loss goal at the same time. Doesn't mean you can't have fun though. I think there's also that like thing where you have to go fun and drinking aren't necessarily the same thing. I know that sometimes just having a drink is just, it's like, like you said, a cultural thing. Um, I went to a bar and I think, I don't know, for some reason, Jeff and I weren't drinking for a short bit. And so we asked them for some mocktails and they were so good. I mean, it was more of the feeling of the drink. So it was really pretty. There was like some uh, sage in the drink. It looked like a cocktail. And so I felt like I was having a drink. So it was more just the feeling. And even for a while during lockdown, I think we went 40 days without drinking and I would just put like kombucha in a wine glass. So it made me feel like I had something. I didn't really need the drink, but it was like that I don't know, like the ceremony of it kind of thing. Like part of coffee is just like holding it in the morning and having the hot drink. I was going to say for a lot of people, it's the environment, you know, like we live in, uh, or I live in Southern California. Super nice. I remember when I first moved to LA, I was like, I felt like I was on vacation all the time. So it'd be like two in the afternoon on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, do I have a cocktail right now? Cause it's so nice. I have this beautiful balcony. It's like 75 degrees out. It's sunny. And so that was hard, at least at the beginning, because you're like, oh, and you literally any time of day when you live in L.A., you can walk down the street and there's like cafes and restaurants and coffee shops and people are outside having a cocktail at whatever time. And you're like, ooh, that looks really nice. Right. We all know that experience of like Mm -hmm. and the sort of like patio scenario is real, you know, for people, they associate sitting on the patio and relaxing and having a good discussion and watching and, you know, people watching and whatever with, and I remember walking down like main street in Venice and being like, my mirror neurons were just going off. Like, Ooh, that looks like such a brunch, right? That looks such a nice time. And so I think we do associate it with drinking, but to your point, I do think whether it's in shape, I, I can speak from sort of my experience 
I think it does help having muscle mm-hmm. on your body because if you think about it, contracting your muscle, and this is something I just tell Danny all the time when she lived in LA and we'd go and work out at Gold's, Gold's in Venice. If we drank the night before, I'm like, look, bitch, we got to go work out because we got to contract muscles because that's the best detox system of your entire body is muscle contraction. Yeah. We had the worst hangover workouts. Right. The worst, best. But did you not feel better after that? Yeah, definitely. So I will say that if you are going to drink, you should probably make yourself exercise the next day. At least lift weights. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think, and not to like burn off the calories, right? Like you're never going to do that. It's more, to me, it's a detox Detox. mechanism, right? And so I do believe, and I agree with you, I think if you have more muscle, you can get away with more mm-hmm. because your muscle contraction is just detox centers in the body. So it just, you're able to move and metabolize alcohol a little bit more effectively than someone who maybe doesn't have as much muscle. Yeah. I think there's certain types of alcohol too, and maybe on your, how your body responds, but you know, they talk about beer belly. And I think that maybe, you know, if you're having 12 beers a night, if you can, instead of having 12 beers, maybe have four vodka sodas or something. I don't know. Like if you could switch it out with something a little less caloric or maybe more seltzers or something, you can, you know, maybe have a little more than you would. But ultimately, I think if you're already in shape, I don't think it's hard to maintain that and have I think it's moderation. hard to lose. I was going to say, yeah. I think it's hard to lose. Lose, yes. But I think it's easy to maintain. Maintain. So you yeah. have to, so to your earliest point, yeah. which was like redefine your, your definition of fit. Yeah. You know, and I think it's possible to have a moderate lifestyle, have some cocktails throughout the week. Like if you're binge drinking like yeah. multiple nights a week, then yeah, you're probably going to start putting on some weight. Yeah. I certainly experienced that in like 2017. You and I were going out a lot. I was dating a lot. We were just drinking more. My steps were down. Like, and I, I definitely gained a few pounds in 2017, but I don't know. I think it's possible. But even then, right? Even yeah. then you can stay fairly fit, but I, I don't think you're going to be able to lose a ton of weight. And I, I also think it's taking a look at everything. Some people will say like blame the alcohol for their weight gain, but it's, they're eating a shit ton of carbs. They're eating a lot of desserts. They're eating something they're eating bad. And then they're blaming it on the alcohol. Or they're, yeah. It lowers their inhibition. So mm-hmm. maybe they have, they eat more when they drink, yeah. then they're not sleeping appropriately because it's yeah. fucking up their sleep. Then they're yeah. not motivated the next day because they're hungover. So they're probably not exercising. Yeah. So it's probably not just the drink. It's the cascade of things that happen as a result of drinking too much. Definitely. I know when I drink too much, I start just pounding food. I'm like, why, why am I just eating all of a sudden? Inhibition's gone. Just eating, just shoving my face full of food. I think that's a lot of people do that though. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's possible. I think a couple of things out of this episode is changing your definition of fun. Probably if you feel and like changing you your need, definition of fit, and change your definition of fit. Like, how fit do you want to be? Do you need to be running a four minute mile? Because that might impede performance it might also impede like your leanness so if if fit to you equals super super lean maybe it's not going to work if fit to you means like high performance and that might not work for you either but if you're like hey i people can look at me and say she looks fit but likes tacos that's (laughs) that's fine Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can get away with it. Yeah. You know, and I, I agree with you. I think if you are going to be drinking more, you do need to sort of look at your nutrition as well. Yeah. You know, like what are you eating with it? You know, if you're crushing like, you know, four an entire bottle of wine and a large pizza, that's going to be a lot different than a bottle of wine and some lean protein and yeah. veggies, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I think you have to pick and choose your battles too. I mean, I will say that that's one of the things that I do is like, I don't make it mean like, oh, I'm 
having, I'm drinking, quote unquote, drinking now. So I might as well say fuck it to all the food. I actually try and make my normal food choices along with the drinking, which is mostly vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fat, stuff like that. And so, you know, you might have to make some concessions, pick and choose your battles. But I can tell you guys, like, I mean, we've, we've done several episodes on like moderation and mindfulness and overcoming food obsession like you do need to sort of stop the all or nothing yes. way of doing things, right? Because if you think to yourself, well, I'm quote unquote drinking, then now I might as well just eat all the shit I've been wanting to eat for months. Like, <laughs> what? like in a way, I'm like, I'd rather you have like a couple of drinks throughout the week yeah. rather than just look at your weekend. And, you know, Holly actually mentioned on the weekend I mean, I hate to say it, but like, why don't you try have like a single glass of wine on a Tuesday, right? Then all of a sudden it doesn't feel like this like illicit time where it's like, ooh, it's like the weekend and I get to relax and I get to eat everything I want. Like you might need to like, I don't know, pace yourself a little bit. So the weekend doesn't feel like this big reward that you have to have after like a hard week sprinkle it in throughout the week then start drinking every night like well we that well, I was gonna say but then the weekend comes and you don't feel this big compulsion yeah. to binge so true yeah. so true and I also think you know back to the what you said about the eating and kind of the all or nothing mentality is a lot of times and I'm I think you do this too and maybe I even saw it on your moderation stuff years ago but like at dinner oftentimes if I have a cocktail or two then I'm not going to order dessert if I maybe I'm thinking about dessert, I might skip the drink. So I might choose one over the other. And usually I end up choosing drinks these days, but I think sometimes you can look at it and it's not like you have to choose one or the other, but it is kind of skipping the all or nothing and going, well, I do, I am going to enjoy a couple of cocktails. So maybe instead of getting desserts this time, I'm skipping that. And so you can kind of look at your diet and kind of as a whole big picture. And I do like that of, you know, having a drink on a Tuesday, just you know, coming home and you can have your little, have a glass of wine or whatever. And then it's not like you wait till the weekend to just binge drink. Right. You're like eating and drinking yes. everything that you've been denying yourself mm-hmm. all week. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say the same advice with food is like, if you find yourself being like, it's five o'clock on Friday, I can finally like relax with food now. Chances are you're depriving yourself too much during the week. You need to take the edge off earlier, Yeah. you know? And so, and I think there's, I think we have people who listen who are very adamantly against, you know, like really wanting to pull back they're drinking yeah. they want to stop drinking like yeah i think in an ideal world people wouldn't drink yeah but it is <laughs> fun like in moderation 365 preemptive cheats we're kind of suggesting preemptive drinking <laughs> do a shot before you need a shot <laughs> just take the edge off a little bit yeah i agree with you i mean 10 a.m just but have you know a what shot. Though, this is a conversation around discernment right yes. where it's like i'm going to be like having a couple of cocktails and yeah i'm, I'm gonna be like you know what it's not that you can't have dessert but yeah. you might just decide it's not worth it quote unquote worth it mm-hmm. because i feel satisfied with yes. this delicious cocktail and i don't need to have like the bread basket plus an appetizer mm-hmm. plus a whole meal plus a dessert like and i think a lot of people have that all or nothing mentality they go well if i'm having a cocktail i might as well have the five courses it's literally the opposite of that. Yes. You know, and I think there's a way that you can just make that into a lifestyle. Yeah. I like it. And you got to lift weights. Sorry, but like you have to yeah. lift weights. Like yeah. I think the big, if you're not exercising consistently, if you're not exercising intensely, if you're not lifting weights, it's going to be a lot, lot harder. To me, weight yeah. training is leverage. Yeah. Like d- drinking in itself alone doesn't keep you from getting fit actually not working out keeps you from getting fit. <laughs> yes. That's actually the part that might be keeping you from getting fit. Yeah. So look at that. What does your actual workout routine look like? Are you lifting weights? Are you consistent there? Because 
likely it's not it's not necessarily the drinking and the drinking i mean it does affect your motivation yes. too like the last thing i guess i'll say we have we have talked about this with danny coleman but he's just like you know i don't feel as motivated the day after drinking yeah you know to work out and i'm like yeah that's real too yeah you know so i mean does it you even if you don't have like a full-blown hangover you yeah. might just be like feel lethargic a little bit might sleep in a little bit maybe you don't have that like get up and go that you would if you weren't drinking so i think it's it can't be all or nothing and I feel like so long as you're doing your due diligence to lift weights, to, you know, do most, most things healthy, I think you can get away with some cocktails. You know, it's funny we're even talking about this because the 2006 version of me would have been like, no, you can't just cut it all out. And I even remember I had clients who would tell me about how they have a glass of wine every night and I'd go home and go, oh my gosh, how do they do that? And now I'm like, why not? just have right. a glass of wine at night if you want. Yeah. But I, I am proud of myself for this and just that we're having this conversation that we, I like the moderation lifestyle. It is really the thing that can help you get what you want, what you really want without overdoing it. But it does take practice. And ultimately the question about, can you stay in shape and have fun? You got to change your definitions of fun and you got to make sure you're already in shape or get in shape because it's not going to be easy to start getting in shape when you have these other habits, yeah. but you can stay there. You can definitely maintain it. Yep. 100%. And just not all or nothing. So yeah. Great question. I think this is, it's funny we haven't talked about this. I mean, we've talked about drinking a yeah. little bit, but um, I mean, I think in an ideal world, no one would drink, but I don't think that's feasible, especially if like you're around people and in, in situations like your family, your friends, your whatever, mm -hmm. like likes to have a cocktail, you know, I think it's okay. Don't beat yourself up and like, yeah, notice if you feel like you're starting to quote unquote need it, you know, and be like, cool, maybe I do need to like cut back a little bit. Maybe I do need to have some like nights where I'm not drinking, maybe some weeks where I'm not drinking. See how that goes. Yeah. All right. That's it. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it or just do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. All right. Bye. bye.